0: the college football experience conference coaching ranks and and uh transfer portal episode as well as crazy fan bases on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets bet big win bigger with WinBet download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com that's w y n n bet.com and start winning today we're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over under game. Just head to sleeper.com/sgp on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 at sleeper.com/sgp. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app. Make sure to download the SGPN app, which is free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasting content. So grab that thing today and let it ride.
1: This is Brian Bosworth, AKA The Boz. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out.
0: We got some coaching rankings. We're going to go through also some crazy fan base talk as well as the transfer portal. My name is Colby swing at database dad, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick
1: when Dundee happened. He was a superstar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Woo. I haven't heard that one yet.
1: Yes. I'm digging it. He when, was a superstar. He <laughs> was
0: and he is a superstar. Welcome to the land
1: out under Let me tell you what. What's that? You got a long way to catch up to Mick Dundee.
0: Pick Dundee <laughs> is well on his way. Yeah, well, Pick Dundee's known for picking his ass and picking winners, all right? There you go. Both, uh, both at the same time. Usually. Mick Dundee's getting ass. Okay, but look, <laughs> if you're wondering who you're listening to, it's the college football experience. I am Pick Dundee, and I am joined by my co host, former former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be.
1: Hi. Well It's a hard ticket to Hawaii. I'm glad like you chose us. Toby recently informed me that on Tubi, which is
0: free to download. To you can find it's a hard ticket to Hawaii. And you will have a wonderful weekend that is better than yeah. 90% although Top Gun 2. Oh, hmm fire. And this is a Can't, guy, uh, Yeah, this is a guy that really hated on the well, the, the
1: possibility. I right? am a, a
0: skeptic of when you go, th- like to me, you have a five-year window. Normally If that, if that, a
1: fi- yeah, For a sequel. but you look
0: at dumb yeah. and dumber 20 years later, terrible. You look at blues yeah. brothers, 20,000 or whatever the fuck it was, t- you know, 20 years later, trash. Um, I can go on and on and on. I think you're hitting like 20,
1: 20 years later, trash 2% on, in terms of a, a sequel, beyond. Yeah. Really, two years. Really. Tom
0: Tommy Cruise did it. All right. He may jump up on a couch and act all crazy on <laughs> Oprah, but I mean, <laughs> the guy knows how to do it with they top gun fire two.
1: fire sequel. Thirty five
0: years. Later. You got to check it out, buddy. You Only got, Tom
1: Cruise. Only
0: yeah. give Tom Cruise all the
1: all the uh, uh, flack you want, but the <laughs> dude still gets it done. <laughs> sometimes
0: it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> Usually pretty good. Usually <laughs> pretty good. Though. Welcome to the pod, though, and this is. Uh, Look, we uh we got a lot to talk about. The season heats up. We're just what I feel like uh, eighty four days away from the season. Who's counting? <laughs> I uh believe I am. I Always counting. The, that don't hold me to that because the if I'm counting, I'm also drinking. I believe eighty four days. Wow. All right, uh, getting closer, getting closer. That's what I'm saying, man. We're there. Remember June tenth, our preview series. Where we will break down. We'll have a solo podcast for all one hundred thirty one teams in college football. All of them. All of them. All right. That's, that's when
1: college football starts for us.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. We're pretty, we're pretty much home. Home yeah. home is where the heart is. And look at this. We're going to top last year. We did 130 last year, but James Madison, the Dukes, boom, they are in the mix. They're in the FBS. So we will have, we're going to even break our own record. All right, there you go. There you go, folks. Um, but we have a lot to talk about. If you've been following us on Twitter at TCE on SGPN, which you should be following us. Uh, we have been releasing our coach rankings, Patty C. And uh well, I mean, we got. We, how do you feel? Like feedback's been? I feel like people. It's good.
1: People like to talk shit. People want to criticize. You know, I mean, it's just it's more fun. I'm glad they are. You know, we released the independents. I think. I think uh, the group of
0: five and the independents we released. No, we haven't done the entire group of five. We done what the conference USA. No, I did the Mountain West today, so I think we're just waiting on the Sun Belt. Okay, Sun so Belt would be the last lot. one oh, that yeah, will come out. The American. By the time you're listening to this, probably you will be getting the uh, the the Sun Belt. I would believe. Okay, so the group of five
1: is out. Uh, we definitely got the most flack about Conference USA, you know, but I, I enjoyed it, you know, and I think I think we maybe we need to uh, dive in and explain our uh, our stances on these because that got the most
0: action on it and the power 5 will be out next week as we go through the power 5 coaching ranks conference by conference but yeah i mean uh the um, more conversation about it though the more fun of course the argument or the arguing the the banter's always fantastic we're, we're
1: definitely not 100% right in fact we have massive well, no, but this dis- is, disagreements yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying this is a our vote own ranks. that's what yeah. i'm saying
0: this is a vote um, so it is completely different than than, uh, than, what you know I'd completely disagree with some of your picks <laughs> mostly all of them. Um, but uh, look, you had
1: no Nick had Willie Willie Taggart at nine. I had him at four. I think I had him at six or seven. You had him right in between six yeah. yeah yeah so we're all kind of figuring it out here.
0: Well let's start out with our AAC rankings. Um, were you surprised as a collective? that Luke fickle was number one, Patty C at Cincinnati. I wasn't surprised. I didn't agree. Although I can certainly
1: see the logic behind it. He's been by far the hottest coach of late, uh, certainly within that conference, but even nationally, like one of the hottest coaches in the, in the country. Meanwhile, you know, the, our, our, our consensus number two, um, uh, Malzahn Gus Malzahn UCF has a couple, yeah. couple, not tough years, but not quite elite years recently. I put him as my number one because of what he's done in the past. And but so we,
0: even what he's done in the past, look, and I'm a Gus Malzahn fan, but what he's done in the past is he went to, he took over a program that had already had success doing that. Uh, doing what? Winning. Yeah, he so was like, the architect I, I don't of see, that. And same with UCF. Like I think it's more impressive that Fickle took over a Cincinnati team that had been struggling. Cincinnati hadn't really been struggling of like four one se- season. We had them. a year
1: or two down prior to that. They had had a number of elite seasons and a number of elite coaches. That is a program that is,
0: they didn't, they weren't ever having that many players drafted. I'll tell you no, that he's <laughs> taking them up a level. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
1: And so that's why I don't, I don't disagree necessarily with him at number one. Although I think Malzahn has proven to have a higher ceiling both by uh, essentially being the responsible party for a national championship win against Oregon while he was at Auburn as the offensive coordinator, a lucky win. Some might say, sure, absolutely. But also an unlucky loss against Florida state in the final seconds of the game fair enough where he was the head coach, you know, and as much as fickle's done, he hasn't done that much. Granted, he hasn't had the resources that Auburn has while he's been at Cincinnati. It's a very good conversation. I think they're clearly number one and number two. I th- I could see either argument at that point.
0: Well, yeah, and then at at three, Lolo. Ken Niamatololo from Navy was our 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 consensus number three. Um, number four, Dana Holgerson. Basically, I didn't see any people complain about our top four. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get one. I mean, m- maybe there were, and I just missed it. But uh, I didn't see any complaints. I think maybe somebody said they would have Holgerson at three. And Niamontolillo at four. I could see it. I could see it. I mean,
1: we value I think we have a little bit of a a soft spot for group of five coaches and coaches that don't get quite the spotlight of other coaches. I just think
0: if you're winning at Navy right. that many years, that's But right. bet- If anything, like I mean, Holgerson's he's he's a good coach. I'm not gonna you know, I don't think he's a horrible coach. I just don't I I think if you put Holgerson at Navy, he would not win what Niamontolilo's won.
1: Yeah, and th- that's one way to uh, judge a coach is what he's able to do with a lesser program. Well, Another way to judge a coach is is he able to get to a higher program, you know, which doesn't necessarily measure his ability to coach, but more his ability to create a system that you know will
0: will generate pros. And I don't make this statement. I think if you put Ken Montalolo at Houston, I think he wins more than uh, than Hogerson. yeah, you might be right. Yeah, so that's why I had him ranked at number three, but I'm glad to see my rankings were on par there. So th- the only real complaint that I saw uh, for the AAC was Mike Houston too high. They had some people I think uh, you know were saying Fritz and Montgomery deserve to be hired in Houston. I disagree because if you look t- take a take a look back to what Mike Houston did to James Madison and what he's currently been doing to East, East Carolina was awful when he took them over. Awful. Now, I get it. Willie Fritz took over an awful two lane team, uh, and he also had success at the FCS level. I do think that is a good debate. Um, But as far as the other ones go, I I don't think Philip Montgomery is as good as Mike Houston. I don't think, well, we haven't seen Rhett Lashley coach a game. Ryan Silverchild, I have not seen really do much. If anything, the program seems to be going a little bit downhill there.
1: I mean, there's a little bit of an obvious, like, you know, pecking order here. And so I think the, if you're, if you're able to look at the, the stats and the important factors that determine what a good coach is, there's only like one or two coaches in any given position, maybe three that should have that particular spot in the pecking order. And so I think it's pretty easy to get it right for the most part, but I can see some, some debate, you know, where those, where that pecking order is
0: and the next conference. So that's pretty much the AAC. I didn't, I felt like people said we're spot on for the most part. There was a little Houston hate Mike Houston hate, but um, well, and by the way, folks, we are on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the college football experience on YouTube because we're going to be here all the time. Now, every one of our 131 previews will be on YouTube. So you'll have access to all of that uh, all season long as we continue to evolve and grow. Um, so check all that out. You can go there right now and check it out. So um but let's hop on over to the Conference USA rankings, Patty C, because this is the one I feel like we had the most disagreements from—not—not—not not, not between, well, between us too, yeah. but uh, but more so from the fans. Yeah, the fans that, that got uh, got on board and basically were saying, uh, which is surprising because it was undoubtedly the worst conference in college football last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> people are passionate about the conference USA. <laughs> Don't tell what our pal welcome to UAB about that. Right. Uh, or Auburn blazer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Bill Clark was number one from UAB. This is according to the college football experience consensus rankings. Yeah. And no one had any argument with that. Well, that one's actually accurate. I mean, the fact he stayed on board when the program was, uh, you know, not even a program, you know, yeah. Uh, number two, Mike McIntyre, which I felt like people were like, he hasn't even coached a game yet. Uh, no, he, you mean in the conference USA? Well, that's not really saying much, right? I mean, <laughs> this isn't like you're joining the sec. We're not
1: talking about necessarily his projection of what he's capable of at, at FIU. Sure. If Butch Davis, Mr. South Florida wasn't able to get it done. We understand that.
0: I think McIntyre's a better, better coach than Butch Davis X's and
1: O's yeah. coach. I mean, you would ex- assume Davis, with all he was able to do as a program builder, would be able to do more at FIU. But he. But didn't. when did he ever
0: really build a program? Miami. I mean, you're at Miami.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, they he <laughs> is took, that building
0: or is that just like, let's just go grab a couple guys over there, right. grab a couple guys over there, and let's play some yeah, football. They still had had four national championships in the last. <laughs> I'm not buying into that. Twenty being years built. when
1: he got there. Yeah.
0: Um. So I mean, look, fifteen years. We got, got a there. ton of hate for saying Mike McIntyre ahead of Jeff trailer at UTSA, which Jeff Taylor, we're not trying to say anything bad about him, but Jeff trailer is only two years into his, his tenure with the road, Riders.
1: 12 and two, he lost to a losing team in that 12 and two uh, span. Look, we love, we love them. They were our darlings. You know, we love UTSA and I'm rooting for Jeff trailer again, especially a high school coach that's come up to college. Of course that's got our hearts, but let's be honest. Mike McIntyre took a San Jose state
0: team, that, which, ne- which I think is incredibly hard to win at San Jose state. Of course. Yeah. Like I, like I pointed out,
1: uh, they have been playing football since 1892. There's a little break in there in the early 1900s, but they've been <laughs> playing football for like 70 years and never had a uh, 70 year straight and never had a ranked finish. And Mac- Mike McIntyre is the first guy to do that. So that's a pretty darn big feather in his cap. And then he goes and takes Colorado, a team which has fallen by the wayside and gives them the, their best uh, team in the last two decades. That's winning big at two different places, especially at a power five conference here. Jeff trailer comes in and wins in the worst constant conference of college football. Sure. Has he been good? He's been doing great.
0: Like he is doing
1: great, but it's just not definitive.
0: My McIntyre should have never been fi- fired from Colorado. He should have got another year, if not two. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were much more competitive. He was putting the players in the draft, Chenault and those guys. Like, yeah. uh, I, I really thought he got the raw deal in Boulder. There, push comes to shove, I'm more
1: inclined to put the coach that's uh, more established than a hotshot coach who's had one. You know,
0: I think tra- Trailers had two good years, but seven of five is not amazing. Well, I mean, considering how that was like their best year ever.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a twelve-year-old program. Yeah,
0: I'm just saying, year one was pretty impressive, but. He's good. He's good. I'm not I'm not hating. I I I considered him at number two. So Mike McIntyre was our number two. Jeff Trailer for UTSA, number three. Rick Stockstill from Middle Tennessee, number four. Will Healy, number five at Charlotte. Willie Taggart, number six at FAU, Seth Latrell, number seven at North Texas. Dana Dimmel, uh, number eight at UTEP, number nine, Tyson Helton at Western Kentucky. Number ten, Sonny Cumbie. who haven't seen him really coach much. Uh, he's Louisiana Tech's head coach now, and Mike Bloomgren at number eleven from Rice. Um, the The hate that we got was uh, was was scattered on this episode. The, the McIntyre trailer talk, but then the the amount of disliking for Rick Stockstill in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, I, I what am I missing here, Patty C? All right, what is Middle Tennessee really <laughs> capable of? <laughs> Why do the fan the the guy quoted us? Uh, I don't remember his his name, but there uh, was feed on Twitter, but he was saying uh, he was arguing with us that the fan base you know wants him out. It's what clamoring for his firing? So wait, you don't want to win games? You're fucking Middle Tennessee State. I've been to Murfreesboro. I've been to your football stadium, and I went pre uh, Rick Stockstill. All right, and let me tell you, you guys weren't setting the world on fire pre-Rick Stockstill, and he's got what a ten-win season. He's got a win. He swept Maryland, swept Maryland, uh, beat Missouri recently, like past four or five years. Uh, beat uh, uh, Georgia Tech. He he scored some nice wins. Syracuse in the Carrier Dome. You said his losses have been close. Yeah, he's got he, some close. Even the Bama loss, which isn't a close loss by by like it, w- it wasn't a single digits, but they played him tough. Yeah, it was like a twenty one point loss in in uh, Tuscaloosa. Which is better than most
1: SEC teams. Yeah. against. I Allen mean, Ballen.
0: shit. I feel like uh, Vandy loses by sixty every time. Right. Um. What I don't. Wh- what is that like? but can we just, let, let, where's, where's the middle
1: Tennessee from a resources, from a, a local talent perspective, where do you place them within the uh, conference USA pecking order? I mean, I would say
0: after FAU, FIU, probably after La tech, yeah, maybe Charlotte. Yeah. UTSA. UTSA yeah. um,
1: Might be, you might a, even be able
0: a, to talk UTEP
1: into uh, a, <laughs> He should be ahead of probably UTEP. He should be ahead of Rice. He should be ahead of maybe North Texas, even though they're relatively close to Dallas. What the fuck is uh uh Murfreesboro even close to?
0: It's like I think thirty minutes from Nashville, if memory serves okay, me. Okay, so
1: maybe he can get his hands on some talent. But we're not but talking Nashville
0: ab- isn't Memphis, right? Yeah, so we're i do not know.
1: talking about like high end talent crawling around Murfreesboro that he should be able to like easily recruit and dominate his conference in terms of talent. It's hard to win there. And he's won most of the time, seven winning seasons in the last 10, eight of the last 10, 500 or above. What do you want Two
0: bull run wins in the past five years? Well, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um What am I missing? And I know I, I, I will invite welcome to UAB on the show to talk about this because I don't understand it. Um, I know he's a big Conference USA guy. So at number five, we have Will Healy, which, you know, I guess if you look at the Charlotte 49ers, they haven't really done much. I think we're a little high on Healy. But I think a lot of that has to do with what he did at Austin P. They were fucking horrible. For several be- years before yeah, he got before there. Before he got there. He also beat Duke last year. That's a nice win for them. Um uh, then we had Will, Willie Taggart, which Patty C. We got some hate on Willie Taggart being sixth. Even some Florida State fans said, "Why is he not last?" No, I get
1: it. I get it. Look, I mean, it's it might might take. I'm TMZ Pat, right? He's gotten the gig at uh, Oregon, right? That was, I mean, for him to win at Western Kentucky and improve that program drastically, improve South Florida and give them their best season in the history of their program are two impressive feats, right? to get the Oregon job in and of itself is a bit of an impressive feat. The Florida state job, somewhat impressive, although they, uh,
0: he didn't get a long enough leash in Tallahassee though. I mean, he, him and Norvell don't they have the same fucking record or something similar? Yeah. I feel uh, like Norvell's worse. Yeah. And so um, I think, yeah, I but mean, they were the most, you know what the, though they were the most penalized he's team, He's not a
1: good coach. <laughs> yeah. He,
0: they were the most penalized team at Oregon. Then he went to Florida state and they were the most penalized team both years. They were top. Uh, the second year he was top five. So it's like that's that is a sign of a bad coach. Sure. I'm not um, I'm not tooting. How about this? The only stop that he has a winning record at was Oregon and that was 7 and 5. <laughs> so he's not uh, a good coach. He's we not had, a good coach. I, I, if I had to redo this and maybe maybe uh actually let me see what our rankings were on this like as opposed to uh as what we were doing like independently. I had uh I want to say I had Latrell above Taggart. I mean,
1: um, you and Nick had trailer above McIntyre. So it's not like you guys even disagree with, you know, uh, well, yeah, with what was said, you, you, but you had McIntyre number one. So yeah, I had McIntyre went number one yeah. and I had trailer all the way down at number five. I had stock still above you had him. Taggart over trailer. Well, trailer's been coaching for two years. <laughs> I'm sorry. You Never how, had a
0: losing season. I don't though.
1: give a fuck. Willie Taggart. <laughs> I mean, it, look like, 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 like welcome to UAB said, like a flash in the pan coach in the conference USA is a dime a dozen. Right. And, and all these coaches that I have above him have had great years. Sure. Was his 12 and two year at UTSA special last year. Absolutely. But give me more. I'm not just going to take the first guy that had a, win a nice at season.
0: Illinois against your boy, Brett Bielma that doesn't mean, anything. I mean, I mean something they just, they, 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 they pay them to come there for a nice check and to take that and get a dub. Okay.
1: Yeah. Who's uh who's uh Illinois quarterback, Arthur Sitowski. say no more
0: <laughs> lawn chair. You um, all right. Well then we had uh so yeah, I had Latrell above Taggart, but even, even with the rankings of Taggart being six and Latrell being seven for our combined rankings. Yeah. We got a lot of hate on the Latrell at seven spot again. Can we? Can we? Let's let's dive into unrealistic fan bases here. Yeah. We were going at it with, uh, I think, welcome to UAB's pal, Auburn Blazer, yeah, and someone else I think too, someone that went to North Texas. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, about about what would we? I I I think Seth Luttrell is doing a great job at North Texas. Yeah, has he had not quite the success over the past two
1: or three years? Sure, he's he's dropped off. Dude, a they bit. beat
0: UTSA last year. By the way, ruined their chance at a perfect right. season. Uh, they went six and six regular season. Lost the Frisco football classic. I know you remember that one as being a classic. It was a classic. Um, but I mean, come on. Look, the guy is doing a pretty good job. Like I said, two nine win seasons in the past five years. That's incredible to me.
1: Yeah.
0: At North Texas, I that's mean, really fucking good. I want to,
1: I I'm looking back right now. I'm taking a peek. He had a four and eight and a four and six year, you know, before he got there three of the last four years before he got there, they had four wins or less. And, and prior to that, I want to start, I want to start here. Okay. In 2005, two and nine, three and nine, two and 10, one and 11, two and 10, three and nine, five and seven. Four and eight. They had a decent year, nine and four, but then four and eight, one and 11. And then he comes right. Five and eight, nine and four, nine and four, four and eight, four and six, six and seven. He's better by a mile yes. than what they'd
0: been doing. And you pointed out saying he's like, they're winning his coach since in the modern since era. The 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even if you look at like the four win season, you pull it up and it's like six point loss at Cal and Berkeley, Uh, you know, one point loss at Charlotte. Six point loss at Rice, five point loss to UAB. It's not like they were getting fucking the tar kicked out of them every week. They're competitive, and I think if you're a fan of North Texas, you should be happy with a competitive showing week in week out. To
1: first grade here, what's that? If you give a mouse a cookie, you know what happens with I don't know this quote. I don't know. (laughs) It's a book, right? He's gonna want some milk, you know, and then if you give him some milk, he's gonna want this. The instant you give someone a little success, their expectation fucking right raises, you know. So these motherfuckers have been sitting there for the last forty years doing nothing, and then he starts winning, and all of a sudden they think they're Alabama.
0: Yeah, let's talk about. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. Let's continue to rattle off these coaches, but we're gonna talk about fan bases that are delusional. Um, Next up, we have. Uh, well, we uh, we dropped the Mac and Independent on the same day. Let's call it, talk Independent first. I did see some people call us out for having Jeff Monken number one, and and Don Brown at seven. When it was funny, uh, the person that called us out said Don Brown's won a playoff game. Well, so has Jeff Monkin you candy ass. All right, if you're gonna use Don Brown's FCS playoff wins at UMass, Jeff Monken. Was at Georgia Southern Did and he what? Yes, national yes, and I think Sam Houston State. If you go far enough back, uh, no, he went to he 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 made. Where it was he at? Where was the Semi final three three uh, different. He's times. won a playoff game. Don yeah. Brown never won. Did he win a championship? I thought he lost in the championship to. Uh, I don't, think, to, he, to, I don't think he ever won one. Over to uh, Montana. Um, anyway, so it's still it's still the same. All right, Jeff Munkin and what he's doing at Army has is just I think unbelievable. Uh, I think there, I'll be honest, the independent to me, you know, I've
1: kind of hated Look, it. I'm looking at this right now. Uh, Jeff Munkin made the semifinal in the FCS playoff twice. Don Brown never made it that far.
0: Boom. Okay. Flush that toilet. <laughs> um, but, but Patty C I know I, I, I mentioned this on a previous episode. Okay. So our independent coaching rankings for the indie schools, Jeff Munkin at one army's head coach Kalani Sataki. At two, BYU. At three, we had Hugh Freeze from Liberty. He might deserve to be higher. He's at, had some really damn good years. They were cheating. They were cheating. Uh, <laughs> so maybe you four, need to
1: downgrade him for that.
0: At four, Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame. At five, Jim Mora, Jr. UConn. To have Freeman above Jim Moore Jr. Interesting. At, All a projection at this point. At six, Jerry Kill, New Mexico State.
1: Even having Freeman above Jerry Kill, he's had some decent years.
0: <laughs> Jerry Kill's like the I I read some stat this year. He's like the one of the only coaches that's won over a hundred games or so, or two hundred games. I don't know some stat. Uh, Don Brown at seven. I'll say this: that there's some good independent. It's the best I've ever seen. Yeah, the best I've ever seen. If Don
1: Brown is the worst coach among the independents. Yeah, that's a good set of
0: coaches. And trip. and you know we during this preseason talk that we do every year. I'm normally a, a independent hater. Patty C knows that. Yeah. I think Notre Dame should be in a conference. I think BYU. Yeah, well, basically, what it comes one.
1: down to is you're not American, right? <laughs> and so, Kobe wants, as the communist that he is, everyone to fit into this little. When
0: like, it comes to sports, right. I will take the communist approach. Well, think about that's think what it, the NFL. That's why the NFL is more successful than Major League Baseball and the NBA. Well, because they're they're commies. They have a salary
1: cap. They are very communist. <laughs> Look, independence. Think about the word that you are against. You are against independence, right? <laughs> we we had a declaration. It was of independence and you're against it because well, you're a commie. Anyway
0: uh, Notre Dame's played what the second least amount of back to back away games of anyone in college football over the past ten years. Probably
1: among the more they they've never played a a uh group of five or a, no a FCS team yet in the history of their program, Next, uh, which is a hundred what fifty years old. Still almost? no
0: back to back away games. I almost think that's that's sure. I mean yeah. no,
1: Notre Dame is definitely you know gets a, gets a break. All I'm saying is it beyond like, you know, being able to make your own schedule, whatever, I think independence is necessary to be viable because some of these conferences, like we're seeing with Boise State, won't take the measures to like elevate their conference. And if so a team wants to like strike out on their own and make their own opportunities to get to the playoff, then they independence has agree, to be a viable. But when you're Notre option.
0: Dame, that's a that's a quote unquote power, even though I would you know Um, Yeah, sure. I think Notre Dame gets the benefit of the doubt. Even BYU I think should be
1: in a conference. I don't think so. I think BYU has been screwed by their independence and they were in the
0: mountain West and they said now, well, that's their problem. And and it wasn't even like they're winning the mountain West every year. Boise state was kicking their ass every year. I think they, they get, they,
1: they get none of the love that Notre Dame gets for being independent. Their independence isn't glorified like Notre Dame's. Well, is.
0: Well, they're at least they're joining the big 12. Shout out to Kalani Sataki and the BYU
1: Cougars. I agree. I like it when they're in a conference, it makes it easier, but I think there's something fun about independence outside of Notre Dame because Notre Dame gets some bullshit love.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, so I don't think we got much hate on this list but besides someone saying Brown is better than Monken. Oh, it's Furman, right? Terrell. No, no, but Terrell did do a post about Don Brown. What did he say? Over two and a half wins or oh something? yeah, he thinks his yeah. his
1: win total will skyrocket after this year. Wouldn't surprise me. He's a good coach. He did well yeah, at uh, yeah. UMass. Before, I think he's right? a good coach. Yeah. yeah. So then we dropped. Let's we'll F- see how they do in the FBS.
0: Yeah. So that one we did. I feel like AAC. We didn't get that much hate. Independent. We didn't get that much hate. Conference USA. We got some hate. The MAC. We got some hate on the MAC. And Patty C. I don't know if you saw also twenty four seven saying. Twenty-four seven sports saying that uh, Urban Meyer potentially could be uh, the next head coach at Bowling Green. I mean, I mean, they have someone that they're going to losing Scott yeah. Leffler.
1: Although he he surprised us last year, we caught him the worst coach in college football. They did at, upset
0: Minnesota. They had a
1: but they had like a hundred
0: yards of offense and one <laughs> Scotty Leffler's got nine lives. Uh, Scotty the Cat Leffler. How would you like to see Urban Meyer at at, at Bowling Green again? I, I I I want him at Auburn. No, I I want him at Bowling Green. Why? Because Maxion's would be uh, Maxion Tuesday would be fantastic. It's just so like a
1: waste of a great coach to put him in Maxion.
0: Dude, he's not going back to a major ca- college because let of
1: that. Auburn go five and seven. They're going year.
0: Hugh Freeze.
1: They should go Hugh Freeze.
0: No, they're gonna like <laughs> they wanted him this past year. <laughs> they didn't have the buyout cash for Harson. They tried to smear him. Uh, he's an even bigger scumbag than Meyer. It fits well. Meyer to Bowling Green. Look, he's better in the college football game. You would agree to that, right? Of course. Than just announcing. He belongs there.
1: It's just he needs to be competing for a national championship, and that, unfortunately, in the certain uh, current situation, won't happen. Still, he could
0: turn Bowling Green into like what Boise State is. I could give
1: a fuck if Urban Meyer turns Bowling Green at twelve and zero. See, that's a lot. Wins a New Year's Six game against a what? A fucking a power conference. That's a lie,
0: though, because because I guarantee you, in the in in the late nineties or early two thousands, had I asked you about Boise State, you would say I could give a fuck. Now after they've built something, you do give you a. You think he's gonna stay at Bowling Green? He's not that old, right? He could do a decade there. He's not staying at Bowling Green. No one, dude. Have you seen our society? He's not getting hired by a power five school, dude. Uh, Art Briles almost just got by hired. Grambling as an OC and that didn't even work. That's my point. Exactly.
1: Okay. No, no, no. He
0: is not going to get a gig. Art Bryles
1: oversaw a rape circuit and got hired (laughs) as a coach.
0: You got the kicker of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Isn't he like filing a, a, some type of suit about uh,
1: absolute bitch by the way. Yeah, he is absolute bitch. bitch.
0: And also you got Urban Meyer grabbing some girl's ass. Some 25 year old girl's ass at a bar. It ain't going to fly. In 2022. <laughs> son of a gun. I'm sick of you <laughs> slandering. <Urban Meyer. laughs> oh, He'll man. go to Auburn and, and who, who was his wide receivers coach Zach Smith that he kept on there. He's a scumbag. Okay. How many murder suspects uh, <laughs> from the university of Florida? Well, we
1: got uh Aaron, uh, Aaron <laughs> There's Hernandez. A There's Mikey a few Cam uh, Newton stealing shit from people's lives. No, there was a
0: ton, man. There was a ton going on okay. there.
1: He um, doesn't run a perfectly
0: clean program. I'll say, but that's what I'm saying. That's what makes him perfect for the sec. I think the best case he could do. Yeah. I don't, I actually do not believe he'll ever get a power five job ever again. You're out of your mind. I don't think Meyer will ever be a power five coach again. I think he's got to go. He's got to go the route. Like if SMU said, fuck it. Who's a coach that has Liberty might, might hire him. I could see Liberty hiring him. Who's a coach that has
1: had serious, uh, serious allegations. And I guess whatever infractions none uh, none anymore man posed against him that has made it all the way back to the top. No, no none anymore. None anymore. Not not now. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly got what? a show cause, and then he got hired at. Uh, he didn't even get a scandal. I mean, cheating. He was caught cheating
0: essentially at Oregon. Uh, that was just, not. That it's not comparable, dude. Not comparable. Dude, what to, was this? What was Urban Meyer scandal? So many Zach Smith. He kept on there after he's beating the shit out of his wife. Uh, not, not he's got like thirty per, of them, All dude. hearsay, all hearsay, but, uh, dude. I'm not forming my own opinion. I'm telling you what the world thinks, and I
1: think you're wrong. So anyway, let's go. <laughs> winning, winning solves everything. That's what I know about college. That's football. what
0: it used to. But 2022, man, it's it's tough. You are it's tough to be a scumbag <laughs> and gun grab wins at the same. Look at Les Miles. The woke crowd is powerful. Les Miles said he wanted some blondes with big tits, and he's boom, he's gone. He's gone.
1: <laughs> I mean, sure, he was hitting on the. Uh, <laughs> the fucking governor's wife
0: at the same time. No, that was that was Coach O. Oh,
1: uh, Coach yeah, o. You're getting them confused. I'm
0: getting all these LSU scumbags mixed but up. But he just won a natty two years ago and they forced him out the door. That's my point. point. You got a point. Yeah. Um I feel like we're all over the place this episode. So uh conference you or I'm sorry, Maction rankings here. Let's give a shout out to Nick. He's sick. Yeah, NC Nick's sick. We were gonna do our week by week preview, so you're rocking with Dundee and Patty. Now we're C just here. having fun for yeah. this
1: week. You guys roll with us.
0: So Maction rankings. And then once again, these are all available on the college football experience, uh, Twitter feed at TCE on SGPN. Uh, number one, Jim McElwain, central Michigan. Were you surprised that we had him? Number one, Patty C uh, Jim McElwain.
1: Not really. There's not a ton of talent in this conference. I mean, number two, Joe Moorhead. He's a little high for having never coached as a head coach. No,
0: he was Mississippi state's head coach. For, for 2 years. For 2 years? It took him to two bowls, right? Wow, I am tripping balls. Uh, this guy over here. Um I did not do enough. You actually had more head number 1, you fool? No, <laughs> just because I
1: think he's an elite <laughs> coordinator. He was uh Mississippi State's uh head coach. Yeah. Why why am I drawing about Before Mike Leach, before Leach. Okay. I, I found I, I sound like a fucking idiot. I must be. Okay. Yeah. So, McElwain though, I had it number 2 because he had some good years, but Never succeeded
0: at the highest level at Florida. I had Chris Creighton number one. That's ridiculous. I had Chris Creighton number what do you mean that's ridiculous? That was the worst program in college football. And he he's got turned them into a, a bowl team almost every year. Creighton. I mean, they were bad, but they
1: had some no. I mean, what have they accomplished? His best year, eight and nine and two. Okay. I no that's uh let's see his best year at
0: Eastern Michigan seven and six, um, buddy I'm just gonna pull up East, East, Eastern Michigan football seasons year by year yeah all right uh before Chris Creighton got there Ron English was the head coach ready two yeah. and 10, two and ten he did have a six and six year in 2011 but before that two and ten. 0 uh, oh and 12, three and nine, four and eight, one and 11, four and seven, four and seven, three and nine, three and nine, two and nine, three and eight, four and seven, three and eight. They hadn't been to a bowl game since 1987. Uh-huh. And he's been to four in, and in eight years, That's not only good. has he been to four, he's beaten Purdue at Purdue. He's beaten Northwestern at Northwestern. He's beaten Illinois at Illinois. They are a pretty good team buddy. And he gets the maximum out of, out of that. Program, I think he's the best coach in the MAC. Shame on you, shame on NC Nick. Um, so let's get it done here.
1: I had him below Sean Lewis, who had the number one offense (laughs) in the country at Kent State, right? I had him below Jim Mabry. What what, what did
0: Chris Creighton do to
1: you? Did he fuck your girlfriend? What's going on? Look, I just acknowledge number one in the country offense, and something Chris Creighton in that gray turf hasn't been able to offer yet. (laughs) Okay. Doesn't matter. Joe Moorhead beat Ohio State in the horseshoe. No, he wasn't there that game. He got sick. He got sick. His offense
0: still (laughs) did the job.
1: His his masterminding. Okay. Uh, And then Jim McElwain, solid, right? Not spectacular at Florida, but had some decent years. Chris Creighton. I'm still waiting. I mean, seven and six is his best year. Three
0: times. At Eastern Michigan,
1: it's his best year in the FBS, a seven and six. Okay,
0: that's that's pretty good. All right, at uh, Eastern Michigan, to me, that's like twelve and zero.
1: Maybe uh, we said um, who do we have at number four here?
0: Uh, number four, we had Sean Lewis, your boy. There you go, and he um, has done a great job coming over from Syracuse. There we go. Um, number five, Jason Candle at Toledo, and even that. Uh, some people I saw were talking some shit, saying we have candle too high. He took over for Campbell and he hasn't been able to, to he has no zero Mac championships at a program that's used to winning yeah. Mac championships. is
1: probably the richest overall
0: resources program in the Mac. Would you say? Yeah. As far as pedigree, I think, yeah, I think that's the one Uh, Ohio might be up there, but yeah. uh, yeah. Um, Thomas hammock with an amazing comeback. They're up there. They're up there. As far as like blue bloods in the, in the uh, NIU. Yeah. Northern Illinois, Thomas hammock coming in at number six, number seven, Chuck Martin, Miami, Ohio. Number eight, Tim Lester at Western Michigan. Number nine, Mike new ball state. Number 10 Maurice Lindquist. for the Buffalo Bulls. Number 11, Tim Albin for Ohio. Number 12, Patty C's boy Scott Leffler at Bowling Green. Scotty Leffler. So I, I thought we got a little, a little disagreement there on uh, I mean, from a fan's point of view. The fans said, you know, we had we did we should have had hammock higher, candle further down. Um, but for the most part, I didn't think we got a ton of hate on this one. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, and we're gonna get to the Mountain West here in a second, but uh, you know we gotta, we gotta pay some bills. All right. want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes. Make sure you get down on, on WinBet's $50 win, $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets, bet $500 or more on sports or casino uh, before July 31st, 2022. And you get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at encore beach club including a two night stay at Win resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries allowed. Uh, if a uh, patron wagers over a thousand dollars on sports, that means you're eligible for two entries into the prize. So, are uh, the prize draw, I should say. Uh, so, you got to check that thing out. Uh, there's so much to choose from. And all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit winbet.com. That's W-I-N-N-Bet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older, president of the state, where play with the WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by. The SGPN NBA finals contest. Yes. SGPN is giving away $500 in their NBA finals prop contest completely free to enter. And and it's just exclusively on the SGPN app. So if you don't have that app, you're making a mistake. Go get that thing. And why not try to get $500 for free? Just download the app and hit the contest tab to get your entry in. Gotta do it. All right. We're also brought to you by sleeper. Sleeper's the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You already probably have a fantasy league on there. I know I do. Uh, it's a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper by playing their brand new over under game. And it's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players you like and pick the over under on their stat projection, meaning, you know, number of points in a basketball game, hits in a baseball game, then choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason that I'm, I'm excited about the over under on sleeper is it's, it's one of the only apps. I think it's the only app where I can, I can join my buddy's contest and play the game together with them. So let's say you're going to a ball game and you've already got action on the game, which we always do. Uh, then you can say, you know what, man, uh, I think uh, you know, I think Lamar Jackson's going to run for over 60 yards and your buddy might disagree and you say, fuck you. Oh, uh, let's put some money on it. And it's e- They even have a built in group chat where you can talk shit. So if you're going, maybe you live in different locations. So uh, it's a lot of fun when you start doing stuff like that. So stop what you're doing. Download you take this. your friends yeah. money.
1: You talk a lot of shit and it's all easily done through this app.
0: Yes. And how great is that? It's always fun. Competition's everything. Patty see it. Right. Um, so on your mobile phone right now, join our listener group at sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to hundred dollars. That's right. Join our squad and get the hundred percent deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. You got to do it folks. All right. We're, we're like, like I said, sunbelt will be released by the time these, uh, uh this you're listening to this for the most part our Sunbelt rankings, but we also released our mountain West rankings today. And actually I feel like we've kind of been clean on the shit talk in the mountain West. Maybe our best conference yet at number one. And these, like, once again, these were voted on by me, Patty C and NC, Nick, the college football experience, tell a friend, number one, Jeff Tedford, Fresno state. Were you surprised to see Tedford at number one, Patty C?
1: I mean, based on the fact that he hasn't really accomplished much at, Fresno recently, Uh, then yes, a little bit, just three
0: years ago, he won the mountain West.
1: Okay. But he took (laughs) a little break. Okay.
0: But I'm saying he's still still got recruits there that probably were recruited by him.
1: 2018. Here we are in 2022,
0: you know, it's been
1: since 2018, since he's accomplished anything you would think maybe there's, we, we go to sleep on him. Disagree. We still think he's very capable based on what he's done at Fresno. Cal. He's a damn good coach and probably the best this conference has to offer
0: at number two, we have Troy Calhoun. And I I think, you know, I actually think it's a closer debate than we realize here for potentially the best coach in the mountain West. When you look at what Troy Calhoun does, essentially it is, I think it's incredible. I think he's one of the best coaches. Let me ask you this is Troy Calhoun better than Ken Nia and Jeff Monk and C? Um, I feel like I feel like he might be. I mean, I feel like he's at least, I feel like they get all the hype and Calhoun quietly in Colorado Springs just rattles off great seasons.
1: Let me ask you this. Is there a a pecking order in terms of difficulty of a job to win at, or are they all on the same? I I actually think based on the schedule and air force being in the mountain West, that's the hardest place to win, dude. Let
0: me rattle off army likes to take a Let me rattle block. off his career right now. Year 1 after taking over for a fucking legend in Fisher DeBerry. Yeah. He goes 9 and 4 in 2007, right? Yeah. Then 8 and 5 8 and 5. 9 and 4. 7 and 6, 6 and 7 but a bull. Yeah. Then he has 2013 clunker. his first clunker, 2 and 10. Yeah. Re- responds with a 10 and 3 season. <laughs> 10 losses to 10 wins. That's a nice turnaround. Yes. Then he follows it with an 8 win season, 8 and 6. Then a 10 win season yet again, right? Mm-hmm. Then Oh, five and seven, five and seven. Is he losing the program? They maybe, schedule aggressively. Maybe not No. Cause he responds in 2019 with an 11 and two season, top 25 finish, top 25 finish. Then COVID year only gets six games, three and three follows it with last year going 10 and three and I mean, in newsflash they're projected to be at the top. They're in the mix. Some publications will be having them. Uh, in, in the mountain West championship. I mean, 10 win
1: seasons, four out of the last eight years, two out of the last three years, he's still
0: pretty damn good. He's underrated, especially man. against a mountain West schedule. Don't you feel like Nia Montalolo gets and Monk can get more love than Calhoun. Yeah, I, do. I feel like he's quietly just maybe well, even air better Force than them. Is the less army like, schedules are not nearly as Academy. tough as air forces.
1: Yeah. Army Army largely takes a cakewalk. Now, granted, we love Monken because when he has played tough teams, he's done well. Yeah, you know he's taken Oklahoma to overtime. He's Michigan, to, Michigan overtime. to
0: overtime. Almost, played Wisconsin tough in Camp Randall.
1: Played Wisconsin yeah. very tough. Played Wake Forest pretty darn tough when they had an eleven win season in the ACC. Beat Missouri. Beat Missouri. Yeah. Monken's done great, but guess what? That's his one big game each season that he's doing that in. Meanwhile,
0: uh. And, Calhoun and, is doing this several games a year, and he's got good showings too, man. He, I think they they went for two to beat Tennessee, didn't get it done. They beat the Colorado Buffaloes. They've beat, I think, uh, a few other uh, programs over the years. Gave them some. They beat Washington State when they had Leach. Uh, gave him a gave him a game in the Alamo I Dome, mean, I believe. If you're yeah.
1: averaging probably what seven seven and a half games wins a year in the Mountain West, you're a darn good coach.
0: Yeah. So so we had Calhoun at number 2, number 3 Brady Hoke, number 4, so Brady Hoke, San Diego State number 3, number 4 Craig Bowl Wyoming, number 5 Jay Norvell Colorado State, number 6 Gary Anderson. Wait, Gary Anderson. Blake Anderson it should be. <laughs> <laughs> These Blake Andersons. Anderson at Utah State. Uh, I think we have a fuck up. Uh 7 Brent Brennan at San Jose State, 8 Andy Avalos Boise State nine, Marcus Arroyo, UNLV 10, Danny Gonzalez, New Mexico, 11, Ken Wilson, Nevada, 12, Timmy Chang, Hawaii, any, like we didn't get much hate. We should've got hate on the Gary Anderson play at Utah state. It's Blake Anderson. <laughs> oh man. How did we mess that one up? Um, details, details. I, I feel like we didn't get any hate on this one.
1: I mean, again, I think a lot of this is relatively straightforward, you know, yeah. the coaches uh, accomplishments, you know, the, their resumes compare pretty easily. So,
0: well, all right, and that's our that's our coaching. I mean, we're gonna do the Power Five next week. Like I said, Sunbelt will be out uh, by the time you're listening to this. And you know what? We can even go through our Sunbelt if you want. Now nah, let's let's keep it a surprise for the listeners. Go check go. that out. Go check go. that out. Um, and uh, yeah, Patty, see, I had a few more things before we get out of here it that I wanted to nuggets. talk about. Well, I wanted to to say, have you seen what's going on? with uh, the Kentucky wildcats right now, sec, you know, they, they spoke at a a conference, Greg Sankey, you know, potentially on the verge of having an sec playoffs, talk about the pods and how they're going to do their scheduling format with 16 teams and uh, you know, 14 right now, right? Yeah. But they're about to be 16. Oh yeah. 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 So a lot of speculation, and Jimbo Fisher went out on the limb and said, "I hope we still play the FCS teams." I come from the Bobby Baldwin era, where they we keep those programs alive. He I, might is he saying point. that to save his own ass, or is he saying that? Probably I think-
1: a little bit of both. I think you, if you look at the West Coast, where they don't play any of these Group of Five teams, and lo and behold, the Group of Five programs have taken a massive—you know—they don't exist anymore. You know, you're you're what. Uh,
0: Cal state Fullerton, Long Beach state. Is that where, you, what are, yeah, you, where are you all going? All these, at? Yeah. all
1: these California teams yeah. that were once proud don't exist anymore at the group of five level. Maybe because they're not getting that
0: million dollar game against USC. Perhaps, perhaps um, I still thought Fisher might just be saying that because he knows he's going to draw. I think if you, if you go with the pods and you have the three rivalries, I think A M is going to end up having Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't know who the third team would be. Maybe Missouri. Maybe Missouri. Maybe Arkansas. Maybe yeah. LSU. Yeah, I mean maybe LSU. Even, yeah,
1: yeah, it's but not going to be pretty for them.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know, but also Kentucky seems to be at the forefront of the movement to only have an eight game schedule, uh, conference schedule that is. Kentucky calling shots in the SEC, saying they don't want a ninth game <laughs> uh, because they still have to play Louisville. They act like Louisville's got fucking Johnny United still. Yeah. Because what is ha- like what? Yeah. That's not a tough game. That hasn't been a tough game not in 20 years. Not a
1: tough game, <laughs> but it's an in-state rival. More than 20 years. Yeah. You know, uh you can manage to put that game on your schedule every single year and it doesn't matter like UVA, Virginia Tech, we're Virginia guys. They're always playing an FCS Virginia school every year. Obviously, it's a little different, but like uh, at an FCS. No, I mean USC is the perfect example.
0: They play nine conference games, and they play Notre Dame every year. Yeah, right? Notre Dame every fucking year, which is not even geographically. You know what I'm saying is, it, with with a with
1: spot open, you can you can still fit another. Team onto your schedule if
0: you make it a priority. If you if you're Dude, worried about Louisville is like playing. H- team. Would you would, c- c- do you think the statement's accurate? Over the past ten years, would you rather play Louisville or Houston? Probably Houston. Yeah, I mean probably Louisville. because No, I think Houston. Houston. Not only did they sweep Louisville when they had Lamar Jackson, they swept them. Houston did. Yes, or Houston did. That's
1: what I'm saying. You would rather play Louisville because oh, Houston's yeah. the harder yeah. team.
0: But I'm saying is that so stop acting like this is some fucking you know, a gig- just ridiculous opponent. Why? You can't give us eight games. We got to play Louisville. Louisville was in the conference USA like 14 years ago. Yeah. All right. Relax. You know, like yeah. this is not a great fucking program,
1: Iowa, Iowa state. If you're looking for two uh conferences that play nine game schedules, the big 10 and the big 12 both play nine games because they have a, a non-conference uh, opponent that they play every single year. Yeah. It's possible make it happen. If it's a priority, if you really value the rivalry,
0: play it. And how about this? we saw the NFL move to one more game, right? Yeah. Well, college athletics is apparently it's not college athletics anymore. They're paying people, even though they've been paying people for like 80 fucking years. So what I'm proposing as commissioner of college football, Patty C. Yeah. How about you add another game to the regular season? Let's go to 13. I could see it. I mean, they're going to bitch about uh player safety but not if you're getting him prepared for the NFL cuz the NFL just got one more game you you got to be you know you want to yeah, like sequentially yes. prepare them so i i don't know and also maybe it would do some great things uh you know obviously the playoff expansion how about that or just expand the playoffs but i don't know i say we'll do one more why not or just like
1: okay instead of uh make this your thing nine uh conference games right a gr- uh, power five game a group of five game and an FCS game and if you want to play a second uh, power five game then do 11 power fives and then a group of five and an FCS you still have wiggle room in your schedule to play around a little bit it's not like you need to support every level of college football every single season
0: and I'll say this if like the power five does, you know, there's speculation that potentially they could rip off and leave the group of five in the dust, which I think would be horrible for college football personally. That's my opinion. But if they are to do that, I think every conference should schedule the same amount of conference games. And I, and I think you should set up something like the NFL. So let's, if I'm commissioner of college football and that if I'm forced with that hand, because I still think I want to see group of five teams playing the power five teams, but if I'm forced to only have the power five in its own little entity, yeah, um, I think we, like, let's take this, this past year, for example, Alabama won the sec championship, right? They yeah. beat Georgia in the sec championship. Uh, let's say you, uh, Utah beat Oregon. Then all of a sudden next year, we know Alabama is either headed to salt Lake city or Utah is headed to Tuscaloosa, right? Yeah. The following year. I want to see a set schedule like that. So my point is that the pac 12 would play the sec every four years, right? So, you know, okay, next year, the big 10 is going to get the big 12. So, Oh, Baylor won the big 12 championship. So we know Baylor is going to be coming to Michigan and you can alter the the amount
1: of times. So essentially what the NFL does with their uh, in conference division matchups, you know, you're, or basically so in the NFL model, you play within your own division twice a year, right? So that's three, three other teams in your own division. That's six games. Right. And then you play one other division uh, within your own conference. That's four other teams. That's 10. And then one other division within the other conference, that's 14, right? And then you play the teams that
0: were ranked at the same spot within their own. The only flaw here is that, that obviously that was when they went to sixteen. I don't know yeah, what they did well, when no. they went to
1: seventeen. But, but
0: but the only flaw would be is that every conference is not going to be sixteen teams, so they had to figure that out. But I think you could figure that out with maybe a couple group of five. Like I think Boise State would not want to be, uh, in the other bin. I think they would want the Power Five love. So I think a team like Boise State probably going to be included. So I don't know. It, it it would depend on how it shakes out. But I do think college football should have been doing this for a long time, a long don't time. I Think
1: that that raises some competitive, uh, fairness issues,
0: you know, making the heart, the best teams play the hardest schedules. No, because a lot of times the next year they might not be the best team. It's only recently that you've seen the same I fucking think four teams. You could reliably say with some level of predictability
1: that, you know, the best team the year before is going to be the best team the next year, or is going to be one of the more highly ranked teams the next year. And so I do think that that creates like a fairness issue maybe you could randomize it in the interest of, you know, competitive, you know, and entertaining football. I agree with you, but if I'm Alabama and I'm, you know, I have to play USC every year, you know, or well, the how Lynx, about they get, how either about, USC or Ohio no, no, no. state? Well, how
0: about this? How about this? Then if you, if the sec has to play the pack 12 uh, and uh, this particular year that I'm talking about, they win the, they, they get, they get the best and they also get the worst. Mm. So you get two out of conference games against that other conference. Whatever conference they One playing.
1: against one conference and one yeah. against another. but
0: one's got to be a fucking road game, one's got to be a home game or vice versa, you know, per year that you're playing the conference. I got it all figured out, Patty C. <laughs> Interesting. We're spitballing here, but we're coming yeah, up with ideas. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a, a, a I feel like we're all over the place on this podcast tonight, but um, Well, Nick
1: th- Nick threw us for a a little like uh loop here. He got he got COVID. Did he? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) He got sick. He's got a little
0: bellyache, but you know, so we're, we're off the cliff here. Well, let me ask you this most unrealistic fan bases. We were talking North Texas fans. We were talking, uh, uh, what was the other program that said like the uh, middle Tennessee and their fan bases completely, I think are in the wrong. And I think we're in the right because we're not Fans of those schools. We're looking no. at it from a bird's eye view. Completely objective. And, and, uh, could not give a let, damn. Let's just go conference. What do you think the most delusional conference? No, 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 not conference. Like per conference. Fan base within yeah. each conference. Yeah. So if we go ACC, who do you think the most delusional fan base is? Let
1: me take a look at the ACC. Let me get a snapshot of these teams real quick. Uh, ACC, we'll start power five. Um, do you include Notre Dame within the ACC? No, they're cowards. Okay. <laughs> um, and I was actually looking at college basketball. Um, I would say the most delusional fan base, I think, you know, Florida state has probably the highest expectations that aren't being met at this particular point, but I don't think they're delusional. I think their high expectations are, you know, reasonable. Does the ACC have a, is it,
0: is it Louisville? Maybe Miami maybe Louisville. I feel like it's gotta be a football fan base that cares. That's the thing with the ACC. There's like a lot of programs that just don't care.
1: Yeah. I think uh, not many teams have like really high expectations of their,
0: I'm going to go out and say probably Louisville, Louisville if if I had to cast my a,
1: vote an SCC vibe to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like they've never really accomplished that much. You know, they've had a couple of decent years here and there, but I think they think of their program as a consistently like very good team. They're disappointed when that's not the case. So sure.
0: I think Louisville's our
1: choice there out of the ACC. Uh
0: let's go Big Ten. Big is ten. it no is it Nebraska? Is it Iowa? I look a lot of Iowa fans won Kirk Ferentz fired Patty C. Yeah. We were talking about this little pre-podcast.
1: <laughs> uh Iowa, in terms of uh resources at their disposal, probably should be pretty low on the list. I mean the, the state of Iowa has a relatively low population. There's no huge like metropolitan area. That's going to like produce like high end talent.
0: Uh, I still can't believe that we, there's fans that want him. Like they should be building him a fucking statue. Right. And they, there's fans that want him gone. When we think about
1: the surrounding like <laughs> neighboring States, we have what,
0: 26 and nine, Kansas,
1: which is shit. We have uh, Illinois, which is shit. We have Minnesota, which is m- mediocre. We have Nebraska, which has become completely mediocre without Texas and California talent being fed to it. Uh, hey, newsflash: you're in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? You're <laughs> in a cornfield. Uh, you don't have that much talent. You have some offensive linemen, right? And guess what? You have an elite as coach that coaches the shit out of your players, and you were number two in the country for several weeks last year, or at least a couple weeks. Uh, I mean that should be well above like
0: your expectations, and yet you're disappointed. Seven double-digit win seasons in the past twenty years. Yeah. Seven. You're Iowa. <laughs> you're
1: you're not even Maryland in terms of talent. What is the biggest city in Iowa? Iowa, Iowa City is Des Moines? It. I would Des Moines say you're, probably.
0: Is Des Moines cranking out five stars, 26. You're the number two team in the country, 26 and nine over the past three years. And there's, there's actually fans that think he should be fired. Idiots. They they gotta be the most delusional, right? I want to say Nebraska, maybe that they think they should be like top five again. Yeah.
1: Hey, Nebraska, guess what? You don't have the only weight training program in the country. This isn't nineteen seventy one. You didn't discover weights before everyone else anymore. Uh, you also don't have elite coaches over and over, and you're also not running the triple option, which is a big part of your problem. Get yeah. back to that and then raise your expectations.
0: True. True. Uh SEC. Auburn. <laughs> it's gotta be Auburn, right?
1: I mean, right off the cuff,
0: I mean, that feels that feels right. Uh, I think see. I think it's got to be Auburn. That was the one I was thinking of. Maybe AM? And uh, considering they haven't won a championship since 19 what? 41. Yeah, do think
1: they are like yeah. Texas. They yeah. really they, I think it's got to be one of the two. Hey guys, you're not Texas. You're AM. Yeah. Um you're ATM, right? You're ATM. Uh, um yeah, I think Auburn though. Auburn pretty easily. I mean, what is it about Auburn that makes them the way they are? They're just Their second place within their own state, and they they think of themselves as national champions. Let alone the surrounding area, nearby teams. Georgia is a more talented state than Alabama, and the state flagship of their own state. They think they should be above Georgia. Nope, you shouldn't be above the flagship program in your own state, Alabama. Look, I admire the shit out of Auburn. Yeah, I love
0: Auburn for the fight that they
1: give. But guys, you are like. From a a straight up like they fire Gus Miles on they fire. I feel like they fire other coaches. Logistics standpoint <laughs> uh, like local talent and like uh, pecking order within the state and pecking order within the the region, you're probably like fourth or fifth and you expect to be national championships. That's straight delusion. Uh big twelve. Big twelve. Let me take it. It's pick. gotta be Texas. I mean, I don't even think so. I think Texas is just a disappointing ass program. I think Texas has every right to be as the most national
0: championship since 1970. And they act like they're some blue
1: blood just based on the fact that they haven't performed to the uh, ability that they should, or to the level that they should. Yeah, they are delusional. But, but the recruits have been super high for a long time. So
0: who's in the running then if you're not going to give it to Texas, Mm. I don't think Baylor, I don't think maybe Texas tech. I don't think any of these other teams
1: really, maybe Oklahoma state fancies themselves as like some elite program. They're really disappointed when they don't beat Oklahoma. They're like heartbroken every year. It's like guys, Oklahoma has lots and lots of history dating back to the 1950s. You guys don't have that.
0: Yeah. Uh let's we'll 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 keep on rattling through a couple of these, but before I, I do that, I gotta get us paid one more time here, Patty C. Uh look, uh where where is my ad read? I can't even find it right now. Um anyway, let's let's uh where the fuck did I did I jump off the page of my ad read? Let me quickly jump back into Dial that. Dial us in, buddy. Well, let's talk uh Pac twelve. Pac twelve. Delusional, Delusional fan base. Fan bases
1: maybe what UCLA. I don't think so. I think they have reasonable expectations. Maybe even a little low for you know, Do they the have fact a- that they're in Los Angeles and there's a million five stars in this area.
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe Arizona state, maybe
1: Arizona state fans probably have low expectations. Arizona state should be Washington? way better. Who really expects a lot from their team that's not getting it in the Pac-12? Oregon, uh, Oregon. Uh, I mean, based on the fact that there's no talent in Oregon and they're just basically pilfering from California, they probably think of themselves like, dude, you're in the middle of the fucking woods. You're in yeah. Eugene, Oregon. There's 12 people in you know per square mile. You are not uh, a traditional blue blood, you know, by by traditional metrics.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, folks. I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG One supplement. So, what is this stuff? You're probably wondering. Well, with one delicious scoop of AG One, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging. All those things. Costs you less than three dollars a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Um, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com/sgp. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com/sgp. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vantage VPN. To make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet, IP vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting hundred percent of your data. That means your private details, your emails, your passwords, your communications, your browsing history will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. IP vanish is super easy to use. And all you have to do is is tap one button and you're instantly protected. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use the promo code SGP and claim 70% off your savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. So what happens there? You click the button and your, your screen disappears. You're ghosted. Yeah, man. You're in the matrix. Everything's green. It's crazy. I'm joking around. I want to get in the matrix. I think I want to try out ipvanish and see if I go into the matrix. You're in the matrix, man. You got to do it. Got to do it. And you guys got to do it. Check out the sports gambling podcast. We had Jerry Glanville on the show today. Shout out to Jerry Glanville, former, former Hawaii defensive coordinator, former Portland state Viking head coach, former Georgia tech yellow jacket, DC, former Western Kentucky Hilltopper defensive coordinator. Go check out that episode. It Was great having Coach back on the show. We've had him on a few times. He is fucking fantastic. But Patty C, before we get out of here, I just wanted to talk a little more college football talk with well, you. Well,
1: I wanted one more team too that we didn't cover.
0: What's that? Notre the
1: Dame. fan base. <laughs> the Notre Dame.
0: You, you, you nailed it.
1: Notre <laughs> Dame. Not only like I I I never really understood the annoyance at the Notre Dame fan base until I I started like. So you met me. Well, I mean, I I've met a number of people like you that found themselves like really pissed off at the Notre Dame fans, but I never experienced it myself until I started like actively trying to analyze the Notre Dame. They're great for the
0: sport, but at the same time, well, they're easy to
1: dislike. Insanely unreasonable about like what they have at their disposal. They they just think they think they're better than Alabama at on on every level and every like position like. It's just like, guys, you are crazy. You're out of your mind. And like, it it got to the point where it's like, I'm rooting for Notre Dame. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm an Irish Catholic. Guys, I'm trying to be with you. You know, it reminds me of that Colin uh, Cowherd interview when he brings Jim Harbaugh on and he's like trying to hype him. And Jim Harbaugh is like, fuck you to him. Right. <laughs> That's what I am with like Notre Dame fans. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to actually give you more credit than you deserve. And you're still saying fuck you to me. Like, I actually started to dislike Notre Dame fans myself. Yeah. I mean,
0: they're just pretentious a little bit, you know, like, uh, uh, what else patty see? I wanted to talk about, uh, well, uh, transfer portal was wild this year or this week. Uh, Wesley McCormick cornerback for James Madison left for West Virginia and the Mountaineers. You son of a gun. And that wasn't the only Duke, uh, Diamante Tucker Dorsey left James Madison for Texas. He wants to go be four and six or four five and seven whatever it was. Uh, what's that? Why would you leave JMU for Texas? That's uh, you've been playing for national championships and now you're going to go to a a five and seven program. I mean, look as much <laughs> as I want to
1: hype JMU, I think Texas offers. I don't know. We had some decent chicks at JMU, but I think Texas probably has some. Yeah. The Austin night scene
0: seems pretty fun. Yeah. Quarterback Luke Anthony, super senior. He left La Tech and the word was he was going to North Texas, but no called an audible ends up going to Baylor. Gives some Baylor, uh, the Baylor bears, some quarterback depth. I know they lost uh, what Jacob Zeno, I believe to uh, was that UAB and they lost their other QB to South Florida. I'm drawing a blank on his name off the top of my head. Uh, Transfer city. I mean, everybody. Tra- Waco. Traylon Smith, running back from Arkansas, heads to the Roadrunners, UTSA. Meep, meep. Watch out! They're building something in, in good old San Antonio. Um, and that gets me to the, tw- the some a couple Twitter questions that I threw out uh, or I submit. I had people submit. Um, what will Sarkeesian's record be in year two, and will he be there for year three, Patty C? So the question is: Is what will Steve Sarkeesian, What will he have to do? Because Texas, you, you are kind of on a short leash at Texas. Look what Tom Herman did. Tom Herman wasn't terrible. Yeah. What What does Sark need to do after a five and seven Stark season? Sark
1: has a little eight and four for whatever reason. Because uh, didn't uh, Herman win a national championship as the coordinator of Ohio State? Yes. And there should be more credibility coming from that uh, position than from an Alabama coordinator. That means essentially nothing over the years, you know, Uh, but obviously Nick Saban being one of his uh,
0: disciples has some weight. So wait, Tom Herman started out year one, went seven and six. Sarkeesian went five and seven, right? Uh, Year two, Tom Herman went 10 and four year three, eight and five year four, seven and three. And he was fired. So in order, <laughs> in
1: order for uh, Steve Sarkeesian to match Tom Herman's first two year win, uh, like total, he would have to win what? 12 games,
0: 13 games this year. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. 17. He was 17 and 10 after two years. Yeah. So you'd have to go 12 and three, Twelve and three. <laughs> Good luck, Steve. But what are you honestly answering the question? Like, what does he have to do where he's he can feel safe eight and four? You think eight. seven and five, they're still calling for him.
1: I think they're dis- unhappy at seven and five
0: and maybe he gets a third year, but eight and four, I think they're they're He's safe. He's they, safe, they, right? He's improving. So to answer your question there, I think that would be uh, what that, that that's the one that makes the most sense to you me. You don't lose to
1: Texas again, that, that would, or uh, to Kansas rather, that would be a big no, no. Uh,
0: another tw- uh, Twitter question we had was will Lincoln Riley win. And I feel like we answered this recently. Uh, will Lincoln, Lincoln Riley win the pac 12 in year one. I would have said no.
1: I still think I'm going to say no, um, but gosh, he's accumulated some talent there. Hasn't he? He has. I mean, yeah,
0: I, I, th- I still think no. I think Utah, it is, takes a little yeah.
1: time to like gel.
0: I think you know? two
1: years, year two. He, I think yeah. you need to be a little bit patient if you're a USC fan
0: Uh, is Scott. Frost, the answer for Nebraska, who are the candidates they should consider if not? We already know this answer. But who should they consider? Paul Johnson? No. They're not going to do that. Jeff Monkin. Jeff Munkin
1: <laughs> is an Illinois guy, relatively midwestern, I am mean, very midwestern. They're not. Is Trev
0: Alberts going to do that though? It, let's say they fire Frost. Let's say he goes 6 and 6, they fire him.
1: What are they uh, who
0: are they going to get? That's what I'm saying. Who are they going to get? Who's going to do a
1: better job? With Nebraska football, motherfuckers, you have like 1.9 million people in their state. Could, they, what could they get? Is? Could they get trailer from UTSA? That is the population of like the Hollywood area, right? Yeah, that's within like two miles of us. But right? try
0: to think who 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 could be Jeff Trailer from UTSA would probably be on their short list. on. You no, know,
1: what is what is what is what Nebraska needs to have? I I feel like. You're not going to get a Nebraska guy. I think you got to get a guy that can either recruit like Tom I'm Herman. Ofo. You
0: think Tom Herman
1: Tom could Herman be Herman maybe, but like, I think you need a, a to quote Charlie, what Weiss, would be a home run higher, a decided uh, schematic advantage, which I think the triple option provides for you um, a home run hire. I think any triple option coach at Nebraska is going to get my vote as, as a, uh, because I feel like the fans would get behind that too, if they succeeded. Um, other home run hires? Is there a, like a particularly like uh, Nebraska guy that we know out that we're Frost? <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. Mike I don't know. Riley was he a Nebraska guy? No, he got fired from from Nebraska. Yes, recently. Not um, um, the the fans will give you a hard time about that one. Um, can Kansas beat Texas two years in a row? I'll tell you this: it's in Lawrence this year, and don't look now, but the Kansas Jayhawks. Let me just hit you with this, Petty C. Kansas Jayhawks uh, transfer portal. They're building something. Leopold year two, so the quarterback position is in a better spot. The, the they know the offense. He's brought in now a safety from Purdue and a, another offensive lineman from Buffalo, which a bunch of players transferred in from Buffalo. Um, he brought in. I'm telling you, it's been a pretty impressive amount of players, Patty C. Uh, a wide receiver and a running back from Minnesota uh a safety from Eastern Michigan uh a a, a, a dn from Michigan uh, a a defensive back from Ohio State watch out watch out what do you think year 2 can he do it can they can they go, can can leopold go 2 and 0 against texas well i
1: like leopold because he is doing all right in the transfer portal despite having kind of the same uh, feel to him as a more disciplinarian coach, and so if you're able to establish that kind of hard nosed culture while still being able to you know work the transfer portal and and squeeze the most out of that, that
0: bodes well. You know, Kansas, Kansas got to be happy with that. And Texas, I'm trying to see where they have Kansas. Uh, they have them. Well, they got them right before Baylor. Could be a look ahead spot. He'll be a look ahead I mean, spot. Grasping his trust, yeah. I'm sure there's an l- element of revenge here. But
1: uh, I think uh you might be. I mean, honestly, it's it's very tough to say like how good a Division Three coach is or a Division Two coaches and project that up to the next level. Well, no, we saw him at Buffalo, though. Yeah, I mean, he did well there. He, they weren't, you know, a New Year Six team necessarily. You're still putting players in the
0: league. Sure, can't. he did well. Yeah.
1: he did very well. You know. But it's tough to—it's just tough to compare his resume against Sarkeesian's. It's
0: He's one and zero against Sarkeesian, right? But I'm just saying those are two entirely different resumes. I would rather have Lance Leopold coaching my team than Steve Sarkeesian. I thought Sarkeesian was a questionable hire, right? And right. and
1: I think that says that you have a lot more trust in your ability to drive. But when is Sarkeesian a Sarkeesian ever won a box car than a than a Lamborghini? Uh, uh, Steve Sarkeesian's proven that he's a, a mediocre Lamborghini driver, and uh, Lance Leopold has proven he's an elite box car driver. But we've never seen them both. Well, we have seen Sarkeesian, and he's in currently in a Lamborghini, but he's proven to be mediocre. Uh,
0: and he was in a Lamborghini at USC. Too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: And so we're seeing now Leopold in like what a a, a Mazda. You know, is that he, it was good enough to beat him year one? So that that should you're right give you confidence for year two, especially at home.
0: I hope that answers the question. Guys, subscribe to the college football experience. This was a this was kind of a uh an all over the place pod, but it happened last second. We had a cancellation, and uh look, our week to week previews are still happening. They will they will pick up next week. Go back and listen to our other six weeks of college football previews that we have out there. Remember June 10th, we are going to be starting to break down every single college football team. It won't just be me and Patty C talk. We're gonna have people that cover a team for a living hop in, in and depth. talk. Yes. Get in depth. We will be breaking down the backup running back for the rice owls as much as the starting wide receiver for the Cal golden bears or whoever we get into the dirt, the grit of college football here on the college football experience. Make sure you give us a follow. Like I said, YouTube subscribe to us on YouTube. Hook them horns, Patty C. Uh, Orange down. Horns yes, down. the college football experience. We're also on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Guess what? We haven't had a five-star review in a minute. What's happening? I know it's the off season. Get over there, give us a five-star review, and if you do, take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D and we'll send you a t-shirt of the college football experience. Brand new. I promise you it's not out of Patty C's closet. All right? Unless you want it to be. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll wear it for a night and send it there to you guys say, uh, upon request. Don't tell me though. <laughs> Uh, You can follow Patty C on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. You can follow NC Nick on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And I can't wait to talk college football with you. 131 teams going over the win totals over unders on every single team in the land going in depth. Uh, So remember to stick around, subscribe, tell your friends um, and uh, check out the sports gambling podcast. Like I said, Jerry Glanville interview and our whole network really. The USFL season's heating up USFL gambling podcast. We host that as well. College basketball experience we host. Whoa, big news today with all those players coming back. I think we're in, in, you know, really in for a great college basketball season. Um, The NBA gambling podcast. Check that out. There's a contest win $500 for free NHL gambling podcast. Subscribe as that season heats up college baseball experience. Patty C the road to Omaha starts tomorrow. And I'm listening to you guys getting on there. Yeah, buddy. You guys, uh, Jonathan Mayo from the MLB network on. I like that. That yeah. was a nice guest you guys had. Yeah, on. buddy. So uh subscribe, tell a friend, also Zed Run gambling podcast for virtual horse racing. That kicks ass. The notorious OTB with the triple crown on deck, the golf gambling podcast, the soccer gambling podcast. We got you covered here on the SGPN uh platform. So, guys, let's do this damn thing. Um, and uh yeah. Uh, See you next week. This is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours and we outta here.